Welcome to another episode of Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. This episode is going to be a little different because we're going through my end-of-year review worksheet together. If you'd like to download that, you can head over to hackingyouradhd.com slash 2019 review and grab your own copy. I thought the best way to do things would be to walk you through the process of how to conduct an end-of-year review by letting you in while I do my own review. Now, just to be clear, I've cut a few things out to help with the flow of the show, so this is going to take longer than an episode to do. So make sure you've carved out some time to do this on your own. In this episode, we're going to be learning the steps to complete an end-of-year review. We'll be going over our calendars, separating those events into five life domains, and then using that information to reflect on how our year went. And again, if you'd like to grab that PDF I'm going to be using throughout this episode, go check it out on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash 2019 review. All right, let's get crackalackin'. We're heading up into the end of the decade here, and man, talk about time blindness. I can barely conceive that 2020 is real. It's only three weeks away as I'm recording this, and then we're back into the roaring 20s. Next week, we're going to get into planning our 2020, but to really get a picture of where we want to go, it's a good idea to figure out where you are and where you've been. A big problem with ADHD is that we seem to make the same mistakes over and over again. We'd like to think we learn from our experience, but unless we actively look back at those experiences, it's hard to learn anything from them. Since I've started doing yearly reviews, I've realized that I'm pretty bad at looking back. Often, I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels, but it turns out that it's just that my rear view mirror is broken. The problem is, when I look back, I tend to only remember a small fraction of what went on over the year. And I mean, even when I've tried doing a weekly review, I find that I can't accurately remember what went on that week. But that doesn't mean we can't do something to help jog our memories. To start off our review, we're going to take a look at what our goals were for 2019. And if you didn't set any goals for 2019, don't worry about it. We all start off somewhere in the process, so feel free to skip this step if you want to, or just write down what your general ideas for 2019 were. In 2018, I had a nice orderly document where I wrote all this down. But unfortunately, I was a little bit more disorganized coming into 2019, and as I've gone through this process, I've realized that my 2019 planning documents were in several places, and I'm pretty sure I lost a couple of them. That's just the way it is, I guess, but it's also a great thing for me to note in my review because it lets me know how important it is to have everything organized for when I'm going to come back to this in 2020. How's that for looking ahead? Remember, this whole thing is a process, and we're always learning. So, some of my goals for 2019 were 1. Create a routine to put down my phone by 7 p.m. 2. Get certified as a coach. 3. Finish all those online classes I signed up for. And 4. Organize my garage. Now that we've got those goals written out, let's reflect on how we did. For my first goal of putting my phone down at 7 in the evening, I did pretty well. I don't always have my phone down at that time every night, but it is part of my routine, and so most nights I'm off my phone by 7, and that's definitely a win. This was a great goal to have completed because it also had the cascading effect of reducing my stress, making it easier for me to get in bed earlier, and making it easier for me to connect with my family. While at the beginning of the year, I probably wouldn't have listed this as one of my most important goals, I think it actually might have been. Next up, I had the goal of getting certified as a coach, which is really about looking at my career opportunities, and I think that starting this podcast was in that same vein. While the specific actions of this goal weren't completed, I think that had I been more specific about why I had wanted to become certified as a coach, 
I wouldn't have written down the goal in exactly the same way. Alright, and how about finishing all those online classes I signed up for? Let's just say it didn't go well. I'm a sucker for signing up for online classes, and while I did complete some of them this year, I didn't get to most of them. My big problem with online classes is they don't have deadlines, and they don't have accountability. And because they aren't time-sensitive, often by the time I get to them, I don't have the same level of interest, and I just feel obligated to do them because I paid for them. What a great recipe for zero motivation. But this is a great opportunity to learn from, and now when I get to my 2020 planning, I have a clear thing I can add to my not-to-do list. I also failed to get my garage organized this year. This might not seem like a big one, but it's actually another one of those goals that I think would have had some great cascading effects. When I moved into my house in 2018, we put a lot of crap in the garage. And I have a vision of how I can use that space for my fitness and my hobbies, but as it stands now, I've got to move stuff around to just do one of those things, and it's usually kind of cramped. My big problem here was with how I wrote down this goal, and I was a little too vague with what I wanted to get done, and I didn't focus on the why of what I wanted to get done. This is definitely a goal that's going to roll over into 2020, but I'm going to be focused on breaking it down into smaller parts and really focusing on the why of why I want to complete it. And on that note, too, you may be saying to yourself, hey, none of those goals you list out were smart goals. What gives? And you know, you're right. I would have been better off this year had I really worked through what my goals were for the year. I was going through a bit of a hard time at the end of 2018, and so I was a bit of a mess. And while I did try to keep up with my planning, it just didn't really happen in an organized way. And sometimes that's going to happen. Life hits you hard sometimes, and it's all the harder when you've got ADHD. And while that made 2019 a hard year for me, I'm not going to let that keep me from planning my 2020. We've gotten through our goals, now let's take a look at the rest of our year. We're going to start by looking through our calendars week by week and pulling out everything that we did throughout the year. I'll be honest, I thought I had a pretty good recollection of this year, and that this part of the exercise I might be able to skip. Well, I was wrong. As I went through the weeks, I kept finding things that I wouldn't have written down as accomplishments, but were things that were actually pretty important. There were things like our community yard sale. It was great, and I was able to get rid of a lot of stuff. I'm looking forward to the one next year, but it's something that I would never have written down had I not gone through my calendar. So don't be like me and think you can skip this step. You're going to be surprised by what you find. We're going to now take some time to look at how we can categorize these different events into various life domains which is something I learned how to do in the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Groups. There are a lot of ways you can separate your life domains, but we're going to keep it simple now and break it down into five overall categories. Our categories are home and family, work and career, health, personal growth and ADHD management, and then finally, fun. If you feel like you need more categories, you can add some, but I've always found that simpler is better. And really, I started out with only three categories here, but I wanted to make sure that we were separating things out like fun, because I know that's a life domain I forget about sometimes. A big part of this exercise is making sure that you aren't neglecting any of these life domains. It's easy to let yourself become single-minded and only focus on one area of your life. And this might sound like we're looking for balance here, but balance isn't something we're ever really going to obtain, and it's too elusive to make a goal. For instance, if I was trying to balance work against fun, How many games of pickleball would equal recording a podcast? We just want to make sure that we're not neglecting any particular life domain. These domains are going to overlap. I have fun things I do with my family and fun things I do at work. It's okay for them to overlap. And you can either choose which category you want to put these things in, or you could just put them in both. We want these domains to give us a rough estimate of how we're spending our time. Once we have this information, we can ask ourselves if we are spending our time how we really want to be. 
I know looking at my domains that I haven't been spending nearly enough time on fun. It's easy to get focused on other areas of my life, but that domain is just as important as all the others. One more thing I want to talk about before we move on is the idea of looking at these domains over longer periods. Time blindness makes it easy for us to think that what's going on now is how things have always been and always will be, but things are always changing. Over the last few months, I've been focused on getting this podcast off the ground, so my work domain bucket has been overflowing. But when I look at my domains over the course of the entire year, I can see that I wasn't always spending so much time on work. And while I'd like to get more into... Okay, I said I wouldn't use the word balance earlier, and balance isn't the focus here. What I'd like is just to make sure that I'm not neglecting some of my other buckets. For 2020, I'd like to make sure that I'm giving enough of my attention to the health and fun domains. It's important to ask yourself questions at the end of the year, but we don't want to go overboard. You may have heard of the 80-20 principle, and I do have plans to do some specific episodes on it, but the basic premise here is that 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your work. We're going to be using that principle for this exercise. On the worksheet for this episode, again at hackingyouradhd.com slash 2019 review, I've got a whole list of questions that you can use for this reflection part but I want you to just answer the three to five questions that are most important to you. Not all these questions are going to be that relevant to you, and that's okay. For example, one of my favorite questions is about the books that I've read this year. But guess what? If you haven't read any books, or even if you did read some and they just didn't do much for you, that's going to be a pretty bad question for you. Despite what our inner perfectionist tells us, we don't have to answer all the questions. And you might be thinking, three to five questions might be good, but wouldn't answering all of them be better? And sure, feel free to answer more if you want to. But remember, this is only the first part of our 2020 planning. We're going to be doing part two next week. So while if you think you still need more reflection, then yes, answer more questions. But make sure you aren't simply using it as a form of procrastination. Reflection is more than just filling out a lot of questions. We want to really look back and get a good feel of how our year went. The three questions I've selected for myself are, one, what was your biggest accomplishment of the year? Two, what life domain did you spend the most time in? Three, what were the books that had the biggest impact on you over the year? As we've gone through this worksheet, a lot of these questions have already started to answer themselves for me. That's by design. The first part of this exercise is there to help us jumpstart our brain into this reflection mode. When I answer my accomplishments question, I can just look over what I've done this year. When I go to answer the domain question, I already have the hard part of putting all that information together done. And then kind of as an odd one out, I've got my books question, but reading is an important part of my life, despite my dyslexia, and so I felt I kind of had to include it. And I mean, I read like 30 books, so I'd like to think I got something out of that. Keep in mind that your questions are also going to be the ones that speak the most to you, and so if you've got other questions that are a better fit, use those. I'm a collector of good questions, so tweet me at HackingYourADHD if you do use your own, because I'd love to hear them. As I mentioned a few times in this episode, next week we're going to be going over planning our year. So that means keep these materials someplace that you can find them because they'll be really useful to reference when we start doing that planning. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, list out all your 2019 goals and see which ones you completed. And it's okay if you didn't get to all of them. I didn't hit many of mine this year. Two, go through your calendar week by week and find all the things that you've forgotten about over the year. Three, separate everything you did this year into their various life domains so you can see where you spent most of your time. Four, 
using all the information you gathered, spend some time writing and reflecting on how your year went. 5. Make sure to keep all this information handy for next week when we start planning out our year. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HackingYourADHD, or you can connect with me directly over at HackingYourADHD.com contact. I hope that you got a lot out of this episode, and if you did, I'd love if you shared it with someone. Grab your phone and text your bestie that you want them to have the best year ever too, and send them a link to this episode so they can also start planning. And while you've got your phone out, I'd love it if you could leave me a rating and review on your podcast player. If you're this far into the end of the show, you might also like to know that on the second Tuesday of every month, I join Eric Tivers of ADHD Rewired and Brendan Mahan of ADHD Essentials for a live Q&A. You can find the link on my show notes page, or you can go to ADHDrewired.com events. It's been a pleasure, and until next time, stay curious.